All right, welcome to Tim Talks. Once again, here we are. Um, this, this talk I want to entitle um, what a great saying by the great anthropologist Margaret Mead. Never doubt that a small group of committed citizens can change the world. In fact, it's the only thing that ever has. Never doubt that a small group of committed citizens can change the world. In fact, it's the only thing that ever has. Margaret Mead. Or very close. What I want to say about that is don't ever doubt yourself. If we look at the full scope of life and we really study some of the greatest achievements that have ever happened in human history, particularly for nature and for social justice, you know, moving humans forward, it has always started with one person or one group of people with an idea and then they give life to it through action. And then others feel it, see it, acknowledge it and jump in and help bring it further into life. And then on it goes. You know, I, I look at some of the greatest achievements for nature, which we take for granted every single day of our life. The national park system. I've probably said this before, but it's worth repeating a thousand times. That is one of the greatest achievements in human history, the national park system. Theodore Roosevelt, our president around the end of uh, the 1800s, he is the one who came up with the idea and signed it into law. Um, but it had to go through Congress. It had to go through Congress. It had, And who knows how many people along the journey gave input to him, or ha or maybe even someone, not even him, came up with the actual idea. And then he, because of his position, and he was also a nature lover, um, gave it life. It takes a group of people. And when you stop and you think about it, the national park system, taking basically the greatest sacred spots in the United States, the places of most beauty, a vast wilderness full of wildlife and unique, unique things like formations and mountains and rivers and oceans and valleys and prairies and I mean, on and on and on. And he was able to get that through Congress and pass it into law. And now we have countless hundreds of national parks. The land is safe for the people of the country to use and for the animals and the trees and the plants and all the other living things to have as their homes, safe and sound. And then if you expand it, what came out of that was the National Wildlife System, Wildlife Refuges, uh, the National Ocean System, Wild Oceans Protected. And then you go into the National Prairie System, those the, and then you, you take it and you, you take it further and you look at um, it spread to uh, Native Americans and having the National Bison Range and wild lands that they that they protected on their lands that they have. And we can go on and on and on. In fact, even national monuments um, are a part of it. The endless wildland and national monuments. And then one of my favorite is the wilderness system. In 1964, Lyndon Johnson signed it into law, a wilderness system. It was brought to fruition by just four people, four people. The one leading it was Aldo Leopold. And Aldo Leopold uh, 
an incredible writer, naturalist, and the idea of the wilderness system, and this is so extraordinary, the idea of it was that find the remaining land, mostly in the West, um, because, because the land in the East, in the Midwest, had been settled so many years later, there wasn't much wild land left. But find the wildest places, roadless, and protect them for the sake of the land itself. For the sake of the land itself. I mean, you're talking, that's an extraordinary statement. For a minute, just breathe that in. It's human beings that did that. As crazy as we are as a species, it's, it's just absolutely crazy we are, the things we do. That is one of the more extraordinary things. And now there's wilderness areas all over the West and the North. Um, right here where I'm sitting right now, there's five within an hour reach of me. Many of them we've had in our own, we've used in our own school, like the Marble Mountain Wilderness, the Russian Wilderness, the Trinity Alps Wilderness. Uh, there's a wilderness at the top of Mount Shasta, just to the east of me here. I mean, it, it is remarkable. And when you think about all the animals that live in those areas, all the trees and the plants, all the wild waterways that are now safe, it's extraordinary. And I could go on. There's so many other layers of ways we've saved land in our country. And these ideas sprouted and traveled around the world. And now Canada has countless wilderness areas and um, huge, huge tracts of national park. I mean, massive ones. And all over the world. Africa, one of the biggest. Africa was in such danger of losing everything. Perhaps the most extraordinary continent on the world for wildlife. And now there's these huge national parks working hard to save animals. It's not perfect. There's always improvements that can be made. And I'm a great believer in saving at least 50% of the earth. Half the earth needs to be saved for wildlife and nature and for human sanity if we're going to go forward in any kind of good way and take care of our planet. But I say, ho to the idea of national parks. Ho to the people who came up with the idea. Ho to the people that voted for it and got it through. Ho to the park rangers that take care of it and protect it. Ho to them all. Ho to every single being that had a part in it. And that's what I want you to know. It took a community. It took groups of people to make it happen. All down the line. All down the line. So that's something to feel good about in a world right now where there's so many troublesome problems. I mean, troublesome problems. We often get lost in them. And we shouldn't forget those problems. We should continue to tackle them. But let's celebrate saving wild land for the sake of the land, for the parks. And let's now take it further and save one half of the earth, one half of the earth for the sake of the planet. And that means for the sake of the human being. Hope. Oh.